0: What are we doing? I don't know. I'm here. I know you're I'm here. here. You're here, but you're not here. I'm, he- I'm here, but I'm not here. What? You're here, but you're not here. Uh, I've got to be somewhere. I've got to be somewhere. There is... There's a chair, but I'm not sitting at the chair. Oh. Well, isn't that wild? Wow. I'm here, but I'm not here. What is up with that?
1: It is. You have broke space and time, Scuba. You have literally Dr. Strange yourself into another realm. Another experience.
0: Why am I? That is a huge delay. Huge. Oh,
1: that is awesome. Technical difficulties, people. I would call Over it technical magic. difficulties. Is it that kind of vision? Are we oh trapped God. in
0: our own Westview? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to see what's going on here. What is? I love it. I love it. Really? This is how we're gonna kick this off? This is how we're gonna do this? We're gonna do it like that? We're going to wavy, wavy, with the scuba in some kind of waves. Definitely something. I mean, I'm not sure what's going on. I think I will um, restart my camera while I'm doing that right. Tell us uh, what you've been up to, my friend. Well, first, welcome, everybody,
1: to Scuba and the Rye. Me, the Rye guy, and Scuba, somewhere in another dimension right now, but we'll bring him back, you know, powers and all. But <laughs> anyways, what have I been up to? Um, Not too much. Uh, doing the work thing, training, being trained, training all around. Um, school started back last week, uh, Wednesday's uh, class. It's a... Uh, teaching composition 6 through 12 and um definitely going to be interesting class it is a hybrid class so it's a 400 500 level class welcome everybody to the podcast scuba and the rye the rye guy scuba is still gone somewhere in another dimension i made a call to dr strange and everybody in the dc universe to try to help me out but it's still working its kinks but until then i'll talk a little bit about myself be a little bit selfish and dive into what's been happening with me um started school last week uh, Wednesday nights is when I have a class um, teaching uh, composition uh, 6 through 12 so it's a it's a hybrid class 400 500 level class so you got bachelor students with master students and we are basically gonna deep dive into learning the skills of writing in secondary school and post secondary school i definitely gonna have a lot of writing assignments uh, coming up a lot of reading a lot of writing but I look forward to it because it is um yeah he's on the ethereal plane somewhere
0: <laughs> i'm here i'm
1: here somewhere uh, but yeah um he's gotten did my first assignments so i'll be ready for class tomorrow um what else did i do work but that's what most people do if they can work um uh did a lot of uh gaming watching uh powered through uh another series uh, Bridgerton over on Netflix a very good period piece check it out if you like period pieces people um, working through the final season of Vikings um, definitely going to be bittersweet when that ends and also working through an Amazon original series called Bosch it's a crime drama has six seasons done three seasons so far so i working my way through that um, watch my team the Packers lose to the Buccaneers over the weekend so kind of sad um, and then yesterday i had off celebrated a uh, birthday with uh, my cousin um we went to waterman's and we got to eat in the igloo um that was interesting eating in an igloo and eating
0: in an igloo yep. really and
1: definitely being waterman's i got my orange crushes so gotta get my orange crushes and then also hit up uh a, a, a brewery down the street new you know new realm you know new, new realm yeah. so yeah it was it was a fun fun Monday um, other than that nothing else uh, happening with me um, I did get the first of uh, two doses of the vaccine so uh, wait my three weeks and get the second one and then that's it nothing else going on
0: I see you scuba see me hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm coming no, still looks like I'm coming at a little bit of a delay uh, dear, does everybody see you scuba? Oh, yeah, I can see the scuba there, but it's like I'm doing this and my video is not. Dad, who so sad?
1: Maybe, yeah, like I said,
0: you know, maybe we'll stop and restart. So how about that? Let me let me stop for just a moment and restart. Going to stop for just a few minutes, people don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll be right back
1: hey we're back all right, glenn says looking good there he is yeah <laughs> i had to go talk to ant-man make a left turn around stark industries and then dive into the ocean talk to aquaman took a lot of a lot of hard work on my side so the right guy saves the day again that's what he did
0: <laughs> all righty then well wow hello internet I'm back yeah scuba is back
1: you know this this is this is a reminder that you wear your, you wear your flippers when you go diving so I don't have to drag you out of the ocean again
0: really yeah really that, that you're
1: gonna do that yes you are scuba so wear the gear so <laughs>
0: Alrighty, yeah. Well, hey, it's Tuesday night. It's Scuba and Rai, and it's uh, yeah. Rai's been just rambling on about all the all the cool things he's doing, going back to school and whatnot. Yep. Shots okay. in the arm, shots in I'm the mouth. I'm not sure what was going on. I use a Epoch Cam using a, on an on an old iPhone Seven uh, for my uh, for my personal camera, and for some reason, it was starting to lag really slowly. Even though, so. Who knows what it was? Maybe it was all those videos we were recording right before going live tonight. Yeah, we recorded a lot of videos. Yeah, you know, five or six. Yeah. Anyways, how's everyone doing? Loved y'all and loving y'all in the chat tonight. Loving y'all in the community. Everything's going great. Hopefully, um, a couple of quick things. Uh, shout out to Sirenscape. They're the background music that we'll be listening to. This is the sound set I made for Scuba and the Rye. Yes. Um and thank you to, and, you know, my whole train of thoughts been lost, you know what, I, forget it. All right, I'm good. All right, so what have I been up to? I have been editing videos <laughs> all week and I've got like 15 videos coming out here on the YouTube channel this week. So if you follow, if you're a member, if you're on Patreon, you already have access to all of those videos. Go to patreon.com slash scuba studio for that kind of early access to things. We're going to have videos coming out every day, this, uh, pretty much all week, leading up to Friday. This Friday, let me know right now, you can watch last week's episodes of Shadow Watch and Challenge Accepted Season 3, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, before Saturday morning when we do the next episodes of B- of both. We had a guest uh, join, join the party uh, Saturday morning for Scuba and Arai, and it was a load of fun. It was a great RP episode. I really kind of feeling that it was... we've been going back to back to back with combat and all these things. We haven't really had a chance to kind of sit down and just let the characters kind of grow. So I think that was probably one of my favorite parts about Saturday was the fact we had the characters interact and talk and with our guest who came in who's none other than Jason Acevedo from uh, Realm Smith, who came to join the party. Part and it, it was great because it was like the party sitting there, they just got done killing the driders and then they see a badger. I'm Uh, a badger. A badger badger. comes out of a hole. It's like, wait, what?
1: That's kind of yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Put the gif in. Badger, 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 badger. Yep. Totally. It's great. Um. Other than that, it was a lot of video editing and trying to get stuff done. I hadn't really gotten a whole lot of. Badger. (laughs) I hadn't really got a whole lot of video game stuff in this week for myself. However, I did pull out my 3ds i did charged up reconfigured the settings and played a little bit of monster hunter 4 ultimate just for kind of giggles while i was rendering videos it was interesting interesting i
1: do have a 3ds i should pull it out
0: yeah it's a good little device you know i got everything getting together plus i got my playstation 3 hooked back up so maybe i'll you know do some more kind of nostalgia type games do the retro play um but what do we got for you tonight well we got a movie review
1: white tiger on uh and netflix right Yeah, the White Tiger, Netflix original.
0: Um, We have got, uh, we're going to sit here and we're going to do our episode reviews of WandaVision live here on the show tonight. Because we don't have a whole lot else to talk about, to be honest. three episodes. Yeah, episodes one, two, and three. So there's your warning right now when we get to it. We'll do the obligatory spoiler thing. Uh, when we get to that, because we're just going to talk about it because that's great fun. If you don't have Disney Plus, go check out Disney Plus to watch WandaVision as well as The Mandalorian and all the other great shows. Yes, sir. Um, we got a couple of odds and ends.
1: Yes. It a little could. wild,
0: a little <laughs> strange. Some, you will appreciate the odds and ends tonight be interesting uh plus i put a comment out in our discord we do have a discord community that way you can uh, you can come and join and have conversations talk about the D- talk about the dnd shows talk about the podcast talk about just about anything in general and i put out a com a uh, 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 kind of a feeler out there to the community there is like hey we're kind of light on stuff to talk about so throw in a comment in the uh, scuba and the Ride channel in the discord and we'll talk about it we'll just kind of roll through that and see what's up if it's a question uh Go ahead, I, I will say the words, ask me anything. Ask me anything, I will tell you everything. Well, you know, within reason, but yeah. Within it,
1: parental guidance. As long
0: as it doesn't violate an NDA, I can tell you. Oh yes. Doesn't violate an NDA, but it might
1: violate the weird A, of Seisei, Makaikei. What? <laughs> There's something in the water.
0: <laughs> something all right, I don't know about that. Mm. Okay ah yeah we let's just do this let's get into it alrighty um <laughs> so all the fun there all those things so let's uh let's go and just dive into our movie review uh for white tiger So, White Tiger, Netflix original film, or no, no, this is an this is an indie, this is a foreign film. Yes. That was released on Netflix. Uh, this is an Indian uh, film. Yes. Okay, we talked a little bit about this on Sunday for Sunday with Scoob but now let's kind of dive into the review and if you like the review and you want to read more about the review you can go to ryereviews.com to look at his full review and his rating as well as the reviews on all the other films that we've talked about on the on the podcast so ry take it away Alright, uh, The White Tiger is
1: available on Netflix, if you want to check it out, check it out there. And it is an Indian film, a foreign film, and it's a basic uh, rags-to-riches story. And it showcases, uh, focuses on an Indian man uh, who goes by the name of Balram. And uh, Balram is a guy that's not born into wealth. And what he does, he becomes a driver to a prominent Indian, Indian family. And they are filled with a lot of prestige and they have a lot of... Uh, wealth in the country and I have a lot of power and Through his own kind of wits and just his own kind of cunningness He weaves his way through the societal chains and works his way into a certain situation that leaves him in a better place per se um, Like I mentioned, this is a typical rags-to-riches story but what it does is that it actually it focuses on the aspect of the um, of the Indian culture and especially on the caste system in, in, the, in their society. So there's a very strong societal influences and what this film does really good is that it allows, it allows um, the foundation of the Rags to Rich story allows for the context of the Indian culture, the, uh, the, the backstory of the character of Balrain and just how, um, how the society works there in a good and bad way and how it influences certain people and certain decisions when it comes to um, either helping out your family of uh, helping out yourself or uh, how you find your way into servitude without a choice and this uh, specific character and. Is um, Very cunning and very witty. He's not very educated because in the beginning of the film He gets pulled out of school because of a certain situation that happens with his family So he's forced to work, but he works his way into becoming the driver for this uh, wealthy family and Because he's the driver he kind of kind of listens and follows them in the backdrop So he uses his own kind of like um, His own position in a way that even though he is in servitude he uses his own the uniqueness of his position to work into favor with certain individuals in the family, and through that you get a backdrop of the societal dependent structure that is in India, and that's what's great about this film is that even if there's a lot of foolishness of a, a very a lot of indifferent melodrama that you might find in typical American films, it it's that backdrop, it's that connection of those cliches that allows you to seethe and understand the whats and whys of what this character is trying to do and what happens is is that through the clash of idealism and the current Indian society it comes to the forefront. So when certain situations happen and forces um, Balram into certain crossroads he has to make immediate decisions that will not only affect him but affect the family that he serves and also his own family so it leads into a third act that you don't see coming and it's very raw but it's very uh replicable of you just have to do what you have to do to get to where you need to be and what he what happens is is that it's a matter of do you accept the decision that he makes and understand the consequences that come with it so take it away scoop
0: i meant to sit down and watch this film today but unfortunately i was a little too distracted with projects today but um i am starting to get a better appreciation for foreign film yep um do yeah. you know if this one has an english dub i hope not actually um i
1: don't know if it has an english dub when i watched it it was straight in its native language i can't remember the, what what the indians native language is called called so i apologize I believe it's but CD. It's Hindi, uh, so they do a good job. I mean, it's straight subtitle, at least how I watch it. But because it is in the Indian culture, uh, they do mix in English when they're talking. So it goes back and forth between the subtitle and English. But it's it's authentic English to them. So,
0: OK, so interesting, interesting kind of uh, you never really noticed the noticed certain people in society and how they can possibly use that to their advantage. Oh, we yeah, seem, we seem to see that theme of those films over the last couple of years like i mean what is it parasite which was a foreign film that kind of had a yeah kind of get a vibe getting a similar vibe even though it's different cultures whatnot
1: oh yeah it's 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 a very cultural dynamic kind of film but it has enough character and a typical foundation that pulls you in and you become engrossed into this rags to riches story because you can understand the character at why he does what he does but at the same time you see the parallels of what he does against the, the, the caste system in India so it's definitely a fun film I, I enjoyed this film alrighty and it's definitely I think if it was available in theaters I would go see it 4 out of
0: 5 full price cool alright so our next thing we were going to talk about is going to be WandaVision. WandaVision. Before we get into WandaVision, I was I was sitting there trying to watch the chat and uh, Zip had mentioned that she they found their uh, Nintendo 64. Not sure if they hook it up. There is a device you can find. Um, I found it on Amazon. Uh, look, when you if you do a search for HDMI splitter, uh, you can actually take it and plug in the uh, audio video uh the cable the traditional uh red yellow and white and then it will upscale it to come out via hdmi so you could you could connect some of those old consoles i still have all of the old consoles and it's always been one of those things to have it hooked up and set up to where you could sit there and hey i'm gonna play classic super mario brothers on a classic nintendo all the way through up till you know the latest gen consoles when I do this when I do finally get them So yes, oh my there God. is a way to do it <laughs> There's even actually I remember seeing this uh, They used to have a little little get little shopper on here called video game heaven I'm not sure where you are, but I'm sure there might be something similar, but it was actually because the patents on those devices had uh, come up for um, come up to where anybody could use the equipment to make something that actually made a retro console that will play just about anybody's cartridge it has a has a way to use any from nintendo sega all those old cartridges you can pop them in and play some of those classic games and so it's like there's some possibility there i mean I'd love to throw my Nintendo 64 and get some GoldenEye on, because, you know, GoldenEye was, like, THE shooter way back when. I played a lot of GoldenEye. I was, yeah. sitting, I was sitting there perusing through the 3DS store, and I found uh, uh, Earthbound is available on 3DS uh, on the uh, Nintendo shop, and I, I was really tempted to die, because that's, like, one of my favorite games. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, if there's a way to plug in retro and get it working, it'd be great. My Genesis doesn't work anymore, so I can't work that. But I have a lot of the um, classic uh, uh, games on the Switch and I do have the SNES um, mini console.
0: Oh, well, Scott, I'm actually not talking about the classic uh, those those mini consoles that came out. I'm talking about the an actual an actual desk set top that you could plug the physical cartridges in. Oh yeah. So whether or not we're kind of missing on that, but it is we, something really kind of fascinating. We do
1: have some local stores that sell the retro games, so you definitely can pick them up if you can get your system working.
0: Those games were brutal. I mean, <laughs> brutal. No saves, limited lives, graphic. I mean, it was just simple controls, but man, they kicked your butt. Yeah, uh, why are we talking about old things and retro and all that stuff? Because that all is going to lead in for WandaVision. WandaVision's WandaVision. the newest uh, entry to the MCU that's came out on Disney Plus a couple weeks ago, premiered with Episode one and two. And then uh, Episode three dropped last week. Uh, we're just going to kind of talk about all three episodes back to back to back. So, hey, this is your obligatory confidential uh, spoiler warning. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Then come back and uh, watch this later or hang out and watch it. And then really go check this out because this is a wild show. The whole premise of this, as we've seen from the trailers, is Wanda and Vision are in kind of this sitcom world (laughs) world. And it, 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 it plays on a lot of these things. And what's really interesting for as far as TV history is our first episode is reminiscent of sitcoms from the 50s and 60s um all black and white all shot and pre-camp off of three cameras they really kind of went to the not went all out with the fact they even filmed it in the classic uh framing of that the four by three the four by three and then as we move later it starts to expand out but very reminiscent of some of those Harry Tyler Moore shows, the Dick and Dyke show, a lot of those old things. And you kinda wonder what's going on. How did the two of them end up in this world? And one and it comes to and if you know the comics, Wanda actually does have the ability to do this. She had there's a great there's a famous storyline in comics where she actually has the ability house to rewrite m. reality yep house of m yep house of m where she rewrote reality said no more mutants and wild yep but apparently her and vision are in this little bubble reality yep and she
1: basically well we don't know but uh this creation of this alternate reality in this town called westview um they're living there and so it goes from the 50s and then the next episode into the 60s and then the third episode into the 70s so the film is uh, uh, not film the show is playing homage to the old school sitcoms but at the same time there's a very uh, a dark satirical tone with the way they're mimicking these sitcoms but also uh digressing you into the fact that there is a fracturedness in what wanda is creating here to hide something she's trying it looks like she's trying to hide the truth of what is actually happening outside of
0: Westview or she's trying to or it's just literally she's so catatonic from everything that's going on oh, yeah. she just
1: yeah so spoiler she's probably you know fractured because of what happened in the past the death of her brother the death of vision um, all the events that happened in Endgame so now with her like her alternate reality warping powers um, it's caused something which the something hasn't been answered yet, but we get drips of it each episode.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of lot of little things in there, like the like Vision being so analytical and sitting there and going and trying to like <laughs> make sense of what it is they do. But the beauty of this show is in the in the delivery of the of the of the jokes. I mean, oh, yeah. there are so many jokes; it is ridiculous how funny this is. I actually had to stop halfway through the first episode and put it down because I got sucked into it and I was dying. I was laughing so hard because it's that. Really? I mean, it's like if you're a fan of the old sitcoms back. I love Lucy. I leave love it Lu- to Bieber. Oh um, yeah. Be all Witch, of those, uh, I you know, I dream a genie. Yep. Playing on those things like what does the husband do all day when he goes out to work? We don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a very limited set. <laughs> he kind of just leaves and comes back. And then it's like all the various show references, like we were just naming it once yeah. we get into color. And then there's a lot of subtle things like yeah. the, the hexagon thing that frames everyone. Why was there's this big push for Wanda to have children? Yeah. Um, what is she trying to avoid and ignore? Yeah. There's like, a lot of interesting
1: ways that they're directing the film, especially in the third episode, the way it, it kind of chops back and forth her for quickness of the pregnancy, why the guy is trying to cut through a cement wall, you know.
0: Oh um, yeah, it's it, it, it's really weird cuz it's just that, oh, "Hi neighbor, how are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs>
1: But it is it is kind of like um, as each episode is playing against the sitcom, like I mentioned, it's dripping this like there's something else behind this, and then the third episode is where the fractures start to open a little bit more wide than just drips, and there's interesting tidbits. That's an uh, interesting theory. Yeah. So was it Zip says uh, his uh, crazy theory if I can
0: read it. Is that vision connected with her in some way when the Infinity Stone was ripped out of his head and they are sharing a consciousness or something familiar, which is interesting because the fact that if you think about it, she's displaying powers of all the Infinity Stones because it was the Mind Stone and Baron von Strucker that gave her and Pietro their powers. Yeah. So so she's demonstrating, and you can already tell watching the show, she's demonstrating powers of the Mind Stone. She's demonstrating powers of the Reality Stone, or the Ether. She's demonstrating powers of the Time Stone for the fact she just does that rewind when you first see the Beekeeper. She's just like, no.
1: Oh yeah. So there's there's a lot of a lot of interesting uh, uses of her powers, and you know she's exhibiting all the different aspects of the stones, um, but also. There's like there's a subtle like hints and cues of maybe even if uh, she's creating this world that somebody else is influencing her to fracture.
0: Yeah, I think this will be interesting as we get into the, the next set of episodes. I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see how many of these theories about uh, this whole situation. And how does this tie into Doctor Strange in the multi- multiverse of madness? Not to mention Spider-Man 3.
1: Because, you know, of all the stuff that have been dropping about uh, Doc Ock coming back, Electro coming back, the rumors of the other two Spider-Mans coming back. And they
0: got the original actor. They got the actor from Spider-Man 2 for Doc Ock. They got Jamie Foxx to come back as Electro. I mean, if they brought in Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man as well, I mean.
1: But also, uh, just to add credence to the theories, is that Kevin Feige did recently come out, said Phase 4 is going to play around with the multiverse
0: phase five you mean
1: no phase four this is phase four
0: i thought we just wrapped up phase four within
1: that was phase three
0: really yep okay Okay. sounds good
1: sounds great let's move on but we're warped anyway you know people disappearing diving sound going away it's all madness
0: but yeah uh Stay tuned for when we talk about more of these episodes uh, figure to try something new and talk about it live here on the Podcast we've been doing the uh, various show reviews as little short video formats That you could check out uh, episode by episode, but with this one It's just you really can't talk about the first couple episodes, the first couple episodes and then the throne because they really do play into each other Yes and it's it's interesting to see how the story is is at so far oh yeah and to see where we go next
1: the great thing about it is it it makes you want to watch the next episode because you want oh, to yeah. know you want to know
0: oh yeah. yeah oh yeah totally so check it out people it's on disney plus all righty so that's our review side of thing
1: reviews are done
0: yes they are
1: and if there's any shows you want us to do in the future, drop a recommendation.
0: Oh yeah, put a put a put a recommendation in the comments for a show you'd like us to check out and uh, give some opinions and thoughts on. Because I know there's um, definitely looking forward to The Witcher coming back. So, did you hear about the announcement about the fact that they 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 actually have a casting for the prequel? They're doing Netflix is doing a Witcher prequel. It's going to be a six episode yeah uh, mini and they announced the first casting. I didn't see the casting yet, but I know they're also
1: doing an anime movie too.
0: I mean, Witcher's such a great is a great franchise and to it see is, it branch out.
1: Yeah, Witcher 3 is my favorite game of all time, but we'll dive into that well another day.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, how about or or how about we talk about as far as franchise coolness that the the preview or the trailer, teaser, what hype hype vid of Con- of Godzilla vs. King Kong dropped yesterday, and damn. <laughs> just That is so great. We were talking about that all before the show, and getting all kinds of sidetracked, because that oh. is such a wild trailer. I am so hyped for this movie.
1: Watching the trailer the first time, and the next time, and 20 other times after it, I am hyped up for this movie um just the fact is what got me hyped is not only seeing the creatures both Kong and Godzilla on screen together but the fact of the the way the trailer is cut the music that is cut and the way they connect the music with that first punch Kong punches Godzilla right in the face it's like this is my plane
0: oh yeah and the subtle hints of what's going on yep. oh, I got a quick question in the yeah. chat for you Have you heard of the new Matrix coming out, Shudders in Terror? Yes, we are aware.
1: Yeah, the new Matrix is actually done filming, and it comes out this fall. It is a Warner Brothers property, so it's coming out both theaters and HBO Max at the same time.
0: Well, that's good, because if it bombs horribly, I don't have to worry about going to the theater to watch it. Yeah, that's true i'll probably be in theaters because hopefully we did talk about that a couple of times like where where, where are they going to go with that story i mean seriously
1: yeah i do remember yeah on a previous podcast subscribe and check out today um it, it'd be interesting because there neo and trinity are coming back but how and what form are they coming back because there is a finite to the trilogy even if i didn't like the last movie there's a finite end to the trilogy
0: What is it? They're gonna reset, and then they're gonna be the ones finding the new- the one?
1: I know the theory that I came up with, maybe there's a parallel system.
0: But, who knows? Hmm. Maybe maybe when Neo died at the end of the third Matrix, he actually woke up in the real, real world. Uh, woo!
1: (laughs) Ah, so many theories. So many theories, people.
0: Oh man, I mean... (laughs)
1: But anyways, my mind was blown today after watching Godzilla vs Kong three more times, the trailer, (laughs) because, jeez Louise, this trailer, I have not seen a trailer hype me up wanting to go to the theaters as much as this trailer has. Like, this is the kind of trailer that you want uh, to see. Yeah. It gives you, uh, it gives you just the the basics. There is a fight. What the heck is up with Godzilla? We need Kong and hints of something else going on like it's just enough to wet your whistle.
0: Oh, I, I'm calling it. Mecha Godzilla, yeah. man. Oh yeah, there is a Mecha Godzilla or Mecha Gigora. So Gigora, Yeah,
1: there's been rumors and theories cuz people have broke down that that trailer because there's three there's two screens that show that one they are building some kind of mecha machine in the one shot behind the guy and then when the city is being destroyed in the beginning of the trailer when you look up and freeze frame it you can see a metal creature so me- which,
0: which is actually an homage to the classic oh, mutant yeah. films when they first introduced mechagodzilla he was he was dressed to look like godzilla oh, yeah. It wasn't until later in the film that, is, that he was revealed to be a mech oh yeah and, That should be very interesting
1: they they uh, they there is that theory out there that the the Godzilla that Kong is fighting is Mechagodzilla um they could pull pull from a storyline back from the 70s because that happened in the 70s where Mecha Godzilla was disguised as Godzilla until he was revealed
0: yeah and so far they've been paying quite a bit of service to the classic uh, kaiju felt oh yeah but that aside gosh gotta love the cinema craft cinematology cinema and the technology to be able to go from when we first saw these guys fight they were either in suits or like stop motion to all of a sudden it is the fact that it's mocap and they are throwing down they are
1: destroying a lot of cities i think that's hong kong and shanghai that i saw
0: in the trailer i think i'm sorry just the fact they get brawling right there on an aircraft carrier oh, yeah. i
1: mean come on he jumps on the aircraft carrier and there goes the punch and when i saw the punch the first time i jumped out my seat and screamed yeah that's how you do it so, uh, yeah, it's oh Mayflower, you you'd you be fine.
0: This would be totally cool.
1: It's it's a, it's a kaiju film. So it, like uh, Scuba said, this is a straight brawl monster, uh, visual carnage kind of film. This is taps into my adolescent years of watching just monsters. And isn't fight it monsters.
0: interesting how we're getting with the trailers and how we're having more of. The music that we see with the trailer actually kind of tempos with it oh yeah they timed that
1: that mu- that song they did they timed it so perfectly in the trailer on um, the first scene they fight and then on the latter scene in the fight where he's dragging that hammer down on Godzilla and,
0: and between that and then it's like well that was a trailer released for uh, the new the new Disney film that's coming out um, Raya and the Last Dragon yeah even that one had a great kind of Music that kind of hyped up the trailer when it got to certain points.
1: Oh yeah, that that that, it's the the, between both trailers, Raya, which I've watched before coming here. They are showcasing uh, South Asian culture to its extreme, and it looks like it's another great action uh, animated film out of Disney, like uh, Big Hero Six is. Um, Big Hero Six was, um, excuse me, but yeah. Between both trailers, mostly Kong, because I watched that trailer way too much already. Um, but, yeah, what? Wh- how do you? H- how hyped are you for the Kong uh, Godzilla vs Kong movie? It is dropping on HBO Max, so you won't have to leave your house. Oh yeah,
0: I'm, I'm there. I'm totally I'm going there.
1: To the Theaters for that. That looks like a movie you watch on the IMAX screen. I, I'm going there. March 31st is when Godzilla vs Kong drops, and March 2nd is when Raya and the Last Dragon drops. And yeah, but- unique twist on both of them
0: what uh simultaneous releases mm, not so much because with this with the re- with the with the disney one you have to get that disney premiere video on demand but
1: you have a choice to either stay at home or go to the theaters so i well what w- w- the price tag is what's gonna get me
0: yeah totally
1: yeah, because for me you know because i have the stubs with amc so if it if it costs more than the equivalent of the stubs then I'm just going to the theater. Godzilla vs. Kong, I think I'm going to the theater and then coming home and then watching it again.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, is there a couple of comments? Hopefully the, uh, hopefully this this isn't one of those things where the trailer is better than the movie. I don't know. I, it's, I,
1: only, I, it's a two minute movie and only two parts of that trailer had the fight. So that's probably like less than a minute worth of fights and the movie is a two hour movie.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it it's totally gonna be interesting. Yeah, that place.
1: This is the kind of movie where I'm gonna turn my brain off, and if it gives me what I am expecting it to give me, then I'm I'm
0: there. It's a kaiju movie. Yeah, let the ki- let them fight.
1: Like uh like you said in that first movie, let them fight. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean, totally wild, totally worth it. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I, I'm, I'm channeling my inner. So it's like, let's get ready to rumble! Oh yeah, that music is so hyped. So if you
1: haven't checked out that trailer, well, I'm gonna go ahead and definitely read. go check it out.
0: Alrighty, so uh, let's get into state of game. State of game is the point in show. We talk about the various games we were playing and what we were playing them on, whether they be D and D, video game, tabletop, or everything in between. So, Rye. How has your world, how has your travels through New York? Has Miles Morales been going on?
1: My travels through uh, through New York has been grand. I am enjoying playing uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales game. Um, it's definitely it does a great job in incorporating the, the past game into this um, because it is it is in the aftermath of that game. So when you're swinging around New York City, it's not just a straight recreation. Like one example um, is when you're swinging past the Fisk Tower. And if you play the first Spider-Man game in the first uh, in the first sequence, you go in and you fight Kingpin and destroy his tower and he gets arrested. So when you're swinging past it as Miles Morales, it's still destroyed. So it hasn't been rebuilt. So, you, you it's, it, the story takes place after the first game, and you're pretty much, Miles Morales is trying to find his purpose as, as Spider-Man, as the hero, not just the sidekick to Peter Parker, but his own person. Mm-hmm. So, it also takes place in the aftermath of the first game, so a lot of the story elements are based off the consequences of that first game. So, he's living in Harlem, and there's a, there's, he's fighting against both a, a group called the Underground, and another corporation that are uh, vying for you know um taking control of harlem in different ways and the story without going into a lot of spoilers is very intriguing and intricate and it has a lot of personal tones to it that makes the story worth playing and also just the the one thing that this game i think has a little bit one up on the original game is that the world feels and breathes like it's a real world like the the, the they're
0: not just set pieces for you to pieces. interact with or pass no, by with air. the same carbon copy kind of polygons back yeah. and forth it, it's so great
1: because there's there's so much content in it even if this i know this game is a lot shorter but they've packed enough content to make it worth traveling just having scroll moments which i always do when i have an open world game and being a spider-man game i spend at least a good 20-25 minutes just swinging around just swinging around, taking photos and pictures. I've been posting them on my Instagram. So if you want to check it out, uh yeah, check out
0: there's that. a link right there. Yeah, that, check yep. out, right see? There, link. Yeah, see? He's I've got been that. i
1: all my photos of my travels as Miles Morales in the game. And also, what's unique is that it doesn't make you. A lot of times that when you, you have like sequels to a game, you always have to start off from square one with the move sets and the powers. Not this game like all the moves that you've gained in the first game you have set as the foundation and what it's building on is building on po- on the powers of miles morales so
0: what you're saying is if you if you were to like if you were to like get this game without getting the first spider-man game would you say there's a learning curve there would be a little bit more of a learning curve or is because you know in the first in the first game you really had to work up those powers um throughout yes the- and no okay. uh, they do have a
1: good uh, uh tutorial of learning having you use there's a good tutorial teaching you how to play the game but the foundation of all the basic moves that were built throughout the first spider-man game are set as the foundation Okay. So a lot of the dodging, the counter, and all that stuff is already there. What this does is that the moveset is built upon Miles Morales' unique set as Spider-Man. Because if you know from the comics, Miles Morales has more powers with uh, with being Spider-Man than the original Spider-Man.
0: Oh yeah, the, the bioelectricity, <laughs> the invisibility... Yeah, so that gets
1: incorporated into all the combat and it makes it and it's very seamless So even if there's more combos and more unique powers the fights are so uh, kin- You know kinetic and very seamless that it makes you You know get into the brawl and it's very cinematic too, especially when you hit the special moves. It's very cinematic So if you can time everything it just turns into like a great like action set piece from a film
0: Okay so. I need a ps4 yes you do
1: i did get on ps4 this is a game that's cross-gen so it's ps4 and ps5 and i can tell you that it's fine on ps4 looks pretty you've seen my photos so mm-hmm. it's pretty
0: it's pretty very nice
1: and also cyberpunk i am loving cyberpunk the more and more i play it um even i mean after this last patch i wasn't having all the issues that people were having but this patch has made it even more more smoother, and the story elements are getting
0: intriguing. I'll see about carving out some time to play it now that my video editing's all caught up.
1: Yeah, Cyberpunk is definitely it's 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 a wealth of content outside the main story. Like when you look at the look at the 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 log for all the missions, like here's like two of the story missions, and then below it is like 40 side missions. Oh yeah, my thing. So it's just. I'm, I'm all for the side missions right now. The side missions are where you get a lot of the funny and uniqueness. Um, there oh, nice is a, a lot of interesting dynamics that happen in it. And I've been moving through the story, and I've been making a lot of intriguing toys- choices. And what I love about this game, which I've said in the beginning, is that choice is a major factor, especially through the last mission I went through, because I decided to go against the group I was fighting with. And even though it kind of played against me, it actually played in my favor. There is there is a there is a, a, a an invisible line of morality in this game, so that even there's no right or wrong choices. It's just a matter of what choice you want to make that seems to be better for your character.
0: So totally. So uh, it's, 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 it's a, <laughs> barely touch the main story 30 plus hours. It is a wealth of
1: content I I give it to you as if I love the game and you know, it's gonna hold me over until I can get a next-gen between the two games and eventually uh, the uh, the extra content that drops in Valhalla I still need to finish Valhalla. I'm finished the main story. I just haven't conquered all of England
0: I'm sure you'll get there. I've been fight, trying to carve time out for that, but yeah You know busy busy busy. Yeah, I leave my gaming
1: to Mostly Friday and Saturday nights, and if my parents
0: are watching, they know that's the truth.
1: 4 a.m. <laughs> is my sleep time on Fridays.
0: Oh man, must be nice. You know, I got a I got a game I got to run at 10 in the morning on Saturday, so you know I can't be staying up till like 3 in the morning. Oh wait, I did. That. You did? Yeah, I did. Caught I... you
1: in the hokey doke. Anyways. <laughs> I haven't uh, picked up it since the opening mission you need to jump back into it scott especially they dropped the big 1.1 patch um so if you have it on the old gens it's definitely running a lot smoother
0: totally totally it is um so i had, a com- I had somebody make a comment because uh, i do uh, community games for rome smith every, <laughs> every so often and i had a community game last wednesday that led into last night's uh mainstream and it was uh, a little wild. Somebody suggested I, I, I talk a little bit about that because if you had, if you watched the live stream of that game, uh, Tides of Wildmount Episode Nine, and it was, it got to a point where things got a little interesting. I guess interesting. is the word. Yes, very. Is that interesting. the word to use? Uh, that would be the word to use. Okay. But the fun part was is the fact that the community session last Wednesday led into that because. We were trying. What happened was, is this group of players, is like you have this garrison on this island, and the main party never went in the garrison. Okay. So the community party did go into the garrison. Now it was really nice, as I got screenshots and photo, uh, top down photos of the garrison that was built for, uh, for the stream, but it wasn't used. So I was able to get all the floors and kind of build that up and roll 20 so that the community session could play into it and shenanigans ensue. And when it gets done, it's like, because the, the point of that was to get them to a point they could see the stream party and then start to get chase, which led into Monday when they actually were joined and actually started pursuing the stream party very wild on trying to kind of balance that because it's like i need to get to this point and see how they move up from there to that point okay um but it was it was interesting i mean it wasn't a whole terrible amount other than okay how do we sneak into this garrison that's got like two dozen guards and sneak out that's as typical that's... with D and D. Your players make a plan, they are, they get on that plan, and then the dice start rolling, and the plan goes completely out the window. <laughs> that is a D and D game. Completely out the window. All
1: day, every day.
0: <laughs> so it was. Uh, they tried to take out a guard quietly. Unfortunately, they did not, and he raised the alarm. And all of a sudden, it was. Back and forth, back and forth. But what saved them was the fact this was a three-story structure. So while the majority of the guards were on the third floor, the few that were on the second floor and the first floor could be taken out, depending on how they did it. And then you had a little bit of a little bit of time before all the rest of the guards and the captain from the third floor got down to the first floor, and then things would have been a whole lot of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Ouchie. Whole lot of hurt. <laughs> but it was it was interesting and it was it was it was nice kind of leading that up into there i like that whole kind of working with and, and setting that up to the point that when we were watching the game on monday night i kind of felt partially responsible for some of this because the community session was what it was so oops <laughs> oopsie <laughs> is all we can say all i can say is oops um then of course uh, shadow watch and challenge accepted shadow watch was uh they had a moment of a bra- breathing room and this was actually something i wanted to talk about when it comes to D games is sometimes depending on the group you're spending all this time in the scenarios of okay you're the party you walk in the door you see you see this 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 and this how do you want to handle it and you just run through that And I've done that with so many groups or some of the groups I've done that with haven't been real big into the whole interacting with each other that this Saturday was like one of those. I really wanted to make a concerted effort to do something to kind of give a break to the players and allow the players to interact so the players could develop their personal stories. I've been working with all of my players, uh, trying to develop their stories, develop their backstories and seeing how I can integrate those into the world more effectively. I feel that as a dungeon master, that's one of those things I need to work on a lot more than just the fact I can lay out some really good scenarios and let you interact in the scenario, but really encouraging the character character development and the character to character relationship. And I feel that's one of those things that sometimes it kind of gets glossed over and to have some of that happen because not only did that happen on my on the show saturday morning but it also happened on the show saturday night a saturday night i was faced with okay i've got a little bit of a writer's block on what to do i'm not really sure where to go um didn't really feel uh some of the module stuff and some of the stuff looks like it need to me it felt like it needed a little more setup and yeah, we had this uh, episode where we had different groups come together. And the thing with character point again is the fact that I had a character give me his info and he gave me suggestions for how to introduce him into the group. Now I took the suggestions and it's like one of them really kind of spoke to me. And so I set that up, but it was a lot of this. Okay. Well, this group of players did this adventure. This player did a different adventure. And this other person's brand new had never been here. <laughs> so, God. so it was like, okay, let me make a town. And let me, I, I also made a concerted effort to not do the trope. You all meet in a tavern. It was, <laughs> no, you met on the street. Well, this guy's getting mugged. <laughs> A wizard dwarf. What are you muggle. gonna what are you what are you guys gonna do when you hear this mugging going down?
1: Come around the corner and boof, punches and kicks.
0: <laughs> My fault? Really? My f- it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're the master. <laughs> I I I'd let it out... You know players will be players as long as i can encourage the players to be players i'm good to go good to go but uh yeah it was really great because it was um saturday morning was great because it was a lot of conversation a lot of and and it was one of those it's like okay i and i'm kind of used to players kind of floundering a little bit thinking and this is this is probably bad of me to think but it's like (laughs) really trying to encourage the players to set the pace sometimes they don't set the pace very well other times it's they're not sure how to move the pace forward but it was real great because both games it was both both sessions it was the players were driving the pace and it was the i didn't want to rush because like with shadow watch hell we spent four sessions leading up to this in nothing but combats with very little interaction Yep, and now I have a set now we had three hours of just chill kind of assessing how we are. We're all tired We're all beat. We're all exhausted And they get to do a little problem-solving in the meantime So we'll see what happens next week when I left them a really good cliffhanger if you want to find out check out Friday afternoon Thinking about 3 p.m. I'll put that put that a video up Um, I don't know if I should make it a premiere I'm not sure if YouTube premiere videos are really worth it. If I can't guarantee I'll be able to sit in the chat for conversation. If you feel differently, please leave a comment. You can throw it in the chat. Or um, you know, leave it in a comment in this video. Do you or if you're on if you're on Patreon, uh, shoot me a message. Tell me if you think making it a YouTube premiere would be a good idea. You got a question in the chat. What was question. it like
1: DMing Jason as I don't know how to say his last name?
0: Jason Esposito. Um, I'll be honest. That was nerve-wracking as hell. Really?
1: Yes. Is it because he is he uh, a very much of a pro in the game,
0: or? Well, I, people talk about things like imposter syndrome Like, do I feel I'm good enough to do this? Do I feel if I'm good enough to? Okay. With the fact that I've been Jay Jason's further along in doing this stream Dungeons and dragons thing than I am and to have him come and join this session I'm I'm going through all these things where it's like okay am i going to bore the hell out of him am I going to screw this up <laughs> um all of those imposter syndrome type things I mean people tell me I'm pretty good at doing dungeon master things And it's like, okay, I mean, you keep coming back. So obviously there's credence to what you're saying. Yep. But to have but then to get someone who's a little more in the community than I am, because I kind of feel like I'm an outsider on the peripheral. You know that you know that that kid in the winter time who's who who rubs his hand on the window to remove the snow and the fog to kind of just get a little peek inside.
1: What are you doing, guys? What are you doing? Yeah, I,
0: I kind of feel like I'm that guy because I'm. I mean, I don't know. I I know these people, but I know them through other people, and I don't know them. Yeah. Like, oh, if I see a picture of, say, Gary Guy, Larry, uh, Luke Guygax, it's like, oh, that's Luke Gygax. I can say hi to him in chat ever so often do i know anything else about him have i had any other conversation with him no so but he then it then there's like jason where i've had conversations with him and, and i'm i'm a moderator for realm smith and i do I'm one of those smith guardians and stuff so it's like i have interaction but it, i always kind of felt like yeah to get him to 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 play a game with me is kind of like you know trying to get like You know try to give a script to steven spielberg and be like hey can you can you do this film i think it's pretty good and it's like i don't know (laughs) but then to have him be like hey yeah i'll come and make the character and then (laughs) here's the inside baseball on that here's my behind the screen moment when i talked to i was sitting there and it's like waiting for him to create the character i wasn't sure when it would do that so on part of me he's like okay okay you know say uh, imposter syndrome you know Keep my expectations low. Keep that bar low. Then he had the character created in the campaign link. Okay. And then have a conversation with him, and he's like, Oh, yeah, I didn't realize it was a stream game. Okay. And then it's the... Yeah, I'm still going to do it. And then at the end of the session, be like, Yeah, I'm going to come back next week. I'm like...
1: (laughs) You're doing good. He wants to come back and he enjoys the games. Oh, boys. Just breathe. Oh
0: boy. <laughs> breathe in, Scoob. Do your thing. But yeah, I was sitting there. I'm like all nervous and doing the jittery thing. And, and I, public speaking, sometimes I'm a little rough with. Like, I, I feel I'm a little bit better now because I'm talking to the void at the hope that you on the other side watching this screen are not going, God, you're a jack- <laughs> You're, you know. What are you doing? I know, right? You don't understand what are you it's doing. It's like, really, like, dude, chill out. It's like, for me, it's a little nerve wracking, you know? No, yeah.
1: no. But you, you, you do, you, you, do, you, and you do a good job damning and everybody in the chat is saying the same thing.
0: <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, that would be. Comment in the chat. Think about DMing for Mercer or Lillard. You know what? <laughs> Are they bigger wigs? I'm guessing. Or pros? Well, we're talking Matthew Mercer, the DM of Critical Role. I mean, and then we're talking about Matthew Lillard. You know, Shaggy. Yeah. Uh. It, oh, okay. It, see, the light bulb just went off oh. for him. Oh, can you oh. see it? I need the little light bulb animation. He, he's now getting it.
1: Oh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't thinking that that, that Lillard. But yeah, yeah it's that Lillard. OK,
0: that Lillard, that, that'd be definitely that'd be definitely awesome, though. I you think. know, I'll be happy if I could just have a conversation, <laughs> let alone getting him at the table. I'll be happy if I have a conversation or even better. I don't I would be happy if I could be invited to a table to chat with them either as pl- as as fellow players or some kind of forum or to even have them come on the okay. show and we hang out and talk D&D and all these other things I think that would be really cool that would be a nice continuing that step forward but having DMing Jason and having him have fun I felt I'm good I have made a milestone somewhere <laughs> It's one milestone closer to the goal. Well, that's okay. I, that means, that think of it as a ladder and a set of stairs. Yeah. All right, I've just got up on the next step. I'm not done. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna go as far as I can go. And if it needs be, I gotta carve more stairs at some point. I'm happy with a hammer and chisel to, ca- to carve some stairs and to continue making a path. It definitely would be fun. It was it was so great, and I think he really brought something to the table to the group That made the overall thing better and I also and here's a big thing is I also want to be very low-key about it Yes, I'm kind of I'm, I'm really kind of stoked and ecstatic that he, he He wanted to hang out with us and play our game and sit at our table and I want to keep I want to keep that but I also don't want to abuse that because i think i think that's probably something that happens with a lot of people who are just think about if you're whether they're an internet celebrity or 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 a movie celebrity or a political celebrity anybody who's in that in where they have these this fan base and that know him and know the the body of work that they do to try and remember you know what they're people too yeah and i was telling this to my cast afterwards because we we tend to chat a little bit post-session stuff jason had other things to do he's a busy guy Mm -hmm. um and it was you know what i'd i want this to be i want to be very chill about it. i don't want to be the guy who gets these people on here and then tries to milk it for everything i can get out of it because i hate those guys yeah i don't want to be that guy i want to be that guy who's like look you We're both geeks. We're both nerds. We (laughs) both like D&D and video games and all of these things. Let's hang out. Let's have fun. And go from there and be like, let's just just very chill. So it's a great phrase my dad used. And it took me a long time to understand it. And now I'm really trying to live it. Like, don't sweat the small stuff and everything is small stuff. When you get that, and when you really understand what that means is like, if you make it a big deal, it's a big deal. Yeah. But if, it's, but if you can constantly kind of break it down to where like, yeah, it's no big deal, then all of a sudden everything becomes easy. And I'm trying to remember that because I have an interview tomorrow and I'm really nervous about it.
1: <laughs> you just breathe in and just uh,
0: be yourself. Answer the questions. Breathe in, breathe out let's do this thing but uh yeah DD games are great i can't wait i'm loving the fact that i'm actually going to have last week's episodes available uh, out in the public before next before the next uh live sessions to kind of work on building that uh again that growth and kind of keep developing those (laughs) uh redacted redacted redacted
1: Uh uh-oh no i think he he just, I think he was trying to say at something and then, oh.
0: and whatever. It okay. We're gonna keep doing those things. We're gonna keep moving forward. I've got some planning to do. I got a great little cliffhanger, and the nice thing is I actually inadvertently did enough prep to where I could just these three maps that I've prepped for Shadow Watch could keep them busy for a little while longer. Granted, I realize that they want to get out of that situation where they can and get back to the gnomes back to the enclave and whatnot so they can uh close the door on this section and move on to another having Jason's character um vulcan in there is going to be very interesting because he adds a new dynamic as a character uh, his character adds a new dynamic to the to the area they're in okay that it'll be really interesting to see how it further develops and for me if it's con- if it continues to be hey he wants to keep coming back to hang out with us, I'm good with it. Cause I feel because I'd hate for him to come and have a bad time. I'd hate for anybody to come to sit at one of my tables to play a game with me and have a bad time. And you know, it's is it something I can do? Is it something that I can fix? I try to make sure everybody has a good time and trying to continue to develop myself because I feel he makes me a better dungeon master. Because That's there's a level game. of, uh, back and forth. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be loads of fun. All right, where are we in our show notes, Rai? We are maybe going... RP and in combat, challenge accepted, Shadow Watch, challenge accepted. Yeah, I ended up pulling a, 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 an encounter of the week and using that and setting that up I did screw that up though and and I'll be honest cuz I did not use the monster the way I could have so it could have made the fight a lot worse yeah but it's one of those things I'm not going to dwell on it I'm going to take that as a personal note to do a little more be a little more aware of it going into it hey sometimes you know stumble and get better next time oh yeah so let's talk about odds and ends and close out for the night some interesting ones yeah we got some odds and ends so let's talk about some odds and ends and uh, maybe we should get ready for hunting season i don't know depends on what you're going what depends on what you're going to try and hunt
1: i don't know but uh, if you want to follow us along i'm gonna paste the links in the chat people so you can read
0: along with us all right odds and ends part of the show where we talk about random internet stories that we find and talk about and give our opinions and reaction not diving too much into this this isn't supposed to be an in-depth thesis on these things, but these are some things that probably the, probably just seem like, wait, what? Yes, and... And, and here's how we're going to start. <laughs> We've all heard of Bigfoot, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, Bigfoot is... Sasquatch,
0: a, you know, Pacific Northwest. He's Keep the that himself. in mind. It's a myth, supposedly. Cryptozoology and all that, you can get into those few things. But Bigfoot is typically seen in the Pacific Northwest. Up there, but down in the why southwest? why would a politician or a legislator in Oklahoma put forth legislation to create a sanctioned hunting season for bigfoot yes sir um, this is re- over
1: reported on CNN uh, Rep. Justin Humphrey in Oklahoma introduced a bill to the Oakland Legislature earlier this month. Quote, the bill reads that the hunting season would be regulated by the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission which would set annual dates along with specific hunting license and fees. End quotes. And he says a lot of people don't believe in Bigfoot, but a lot of people do.
0: Yeah, and that's So. His reasoning. And, and to go with that reasoning, he figures that for those if there is an official hunting season for Bigfoot, it would increase tourism to Oklahoma. He's hoping that, you know, by
1: making it official hunting season in Oklahoma, it can bring people out there that are crazy enough to believe a myth, whatever you can believe what's out there. But yeah, uh, also what it says in this article on CNN, I'll put the link in the chat. Quote, Humphrey hopes to secure at least 25,000 that can be used as a bounty for the first person to trap the creature, end quote.
0: No, this is stupid. (laughs) You know,
1: this is uh, when they say uh, apologists do stupid things.
0: No, I mean, the whole for me, the whole concept of this is stupid. I mean, seriously, this is a creature that, you know, cryptozoology, you know, whatever. Why is the first reaction to go hunt it? Why is the first reaction to do this? I mean, seriously, this is what you come up with?
1: With a lot of other things, you're going to be spending your time in the legislature. That's what you develop.
0: How about, you know, doing some, you know, doing some real work? How about in, you know, like streamlining laws that are outdated and need to be changed because the social climate has changed. Instead, this is your concept for increasing tourism, having a hunting season for a mythical for for a mythical creature that people have claimed to see, but have not actually seen because, hey, if the creature I'm of the opinion, there are things in this world that we cannot explain through rational means.
1: Yep. And sometimes it's supposed to be just left. That is what it is. Leave it.
0: Yeah. If you destroy those things, then you destroy what makes the world special. That is where it's like, you know, I've had uh, had interactions and things that I can't explain. And you know what? I don't want to. And people who know me know I'm a very analytical mind. I'm very much into breaking things down in through analytics, through through logic, through reason. Oh yeah. And even I am of the opinion that you know what? There are some things that can't be explained because our current level of understanding cannot understand them. Therefore, explain them. But, you know what? Let them be. <laughs> They uh, exist for a reason. Let them be. I just,
1: uh, I just find it very interesting to think that this would, um, well, it would generate tourism. I mean, granted, there are, you know, monster hunters out there. Uh, no pun intended. But I don't think they're hunting to put this thing on the wall as a trophy.
0: <laughs> if you think if you if you think about exploration everything that's gone on we we we've gone from a world that you know were across the horizon was a mythical land yeah to there now it's i can pull up on google earth and go to anywhere in the world i do that sometimes at night let there still be some mystery i mean yes there are swaths of the wilderness in the pacific northwest and whatnot any Amazon that have never been disco- that have not been documented, discovered, picked apart by our trampling through things. Let it be.
1: Oh, yeah. I was just uh, let this be. Don't, don't, don't start it up.
0: Let it, let, I mean, how else do you have imagination? Let your imagination run with this. And I don't know. Let's, not, let's make a hunting season for a myth, mi- for a supposedly mythical creature that know that people have caught passing glimpse of and you know it'll bring tourism because that's not going to ruin anything yeah and the fact i don't think he's chilling in oklahoma yeah that's the other part that seems completely absurd to me where he's
1: been spotted if he exists is not even closely near
0: oklahoma so but hey if you want to go the, this is where you insert the akbar moment and go it's a trap Exhibit one <laughs> We're not walking your gator without a leash. Yep, that's a definite problem. Don't walk your gator without a leash All right, this time don't uh, let
1: your cowboy out the ring, you know Yeehaw. Oh.
0: Anyways, <laughs> Itching to grab giraffes and light posts on Sundays Well played well played. Alrighty story number two
1: Number two, as I'm like going back in time.
0: Oh, yeah, real back in time. Y'all remember this thing? The old G Game Boy with the the green screen (laughs) kind of stuff. 31 years ago, this thing was out and about. Well, guess what? There was a Kickstarter that was fun that got completely funded well and above what their goal was to create a new game for the classic Game Boy. Yes, sir. Right? What do you know? What, what do we know? What do we not know? What do we need to know? Uh,
1: well, this is a article uh, reported on comicbook.com. Okay. And you, it says uh, here, uh, Nintendo Game Boy is getting a new and exclusive game 31 years after its release. It was released in 1989, way back in the day, through Kickstarter. In 2021, everyone and their mothers, sisters, fiance, pet, banana, slug, and whatever... They might want to switch to Switch Lite, but why not? Why not go back, back in time and get you the OG Game Boy? And there's a reason because they are making a new game called The Shapeshifter that will be released sometime in the spring, uh, and it's going to be only playable on the OG Game Boy.
0: All right. So. Next, next round of question. Any of us still have an OG Game Boy lying around? I actually do whether it works or not i have not
1: tried but it does exist in my room but it um this game focuses on a character named elliot an ordinary person who goes to spend a weekend in the mountains with some friend and then the camping trip gets uh, interrupted by a little elf to help save the world from a wizard so you can uh, think about what kind of adventures you can find in this game
0: Gee, I can think of about three or four adventures and none of them end well. <laughs> oh no,
1: no, no, but it's really good. Um, the Kickstarter uh, raised nearly 19,000, far more than their 7,000 plus goal. So this is actually, when you look at it and think about it, it is, uh, adds into that credence of creativity. Um, also, the fact it's making things relevant from our past. into so my nostalgia to make one to go find an OG Game Boy and play this game. So, and I just love the passion in the creativity of, you know, a mixture of, you know, uh, the dynamic person that can design not only a game for an old system, but actually, you know, design a story that will work on an old cartridge on an old game. So there's a mixture of creativity of writing, imagination, and um, uh, technical brevity in this. What do you think? Would you, would you be intrigued to play this game? See if you can find an OG game Boy to play it on?
0: Yeah, if I can find an OG Game Boy. I'll be, I'll be all for it. I think it's great that, we're... F- I mean, Kickstarter is such a great way to find really random things. This is one that I think is pretty cool. I mean, again, this is that. Okay, here's the climate we're in now. Hey, I have an idea. I think it's really cool. But I need funding to do it. For well, I don't trust. I don't trust the banks because they want all this extra crap. Let me go to Kickstarter and. Oh wait. The the uni- the world of geeks and nerds who think this is a cool idea and want one too will support me to cr- bring the idea to fruition. I love it. I I love it. I'd love to do a Kickstarter, but I honestly have no idea what to do to the Kickstarter for. So I will put that in the back seat for another day. No, uh, once I come up with an idea, I'ma throw up a Kickstarter, but not today. Not
1: today. But you know, at least you get to experience fantasy. On the old school but also when you think about fantasy you might think about legos
0: oh yeah unfortunately i don't have a picture for that one but put the link in there put the link in there and that was the uh that was the lord of the rings lego build set is now listed in the guinness world records as having the most pieces at 150 billion pieces of lego for this diorama that apparently took three years to build yes sir
1: um they went and built this colossal set from lord of the rings uh depicting uh, uh major battles in major places like pelnor field and the black gates <clears throat> and it took a, a group a team of 50 designers who built it with 150 million uh 50 million pieces there is a video in that link that i share that shows the vast monumental thing and it's just breathtaking because it it captures the, the the scope and the lands of that incorporates middle earth in lord of the rings and not only is it great is it uh such a vast thing it just it's that prime example of dedication and creativity. And just the wherewithal of what you can create with Legos. There's so much you can create with Legos. And sometimes it takes the imagination to build something as grand as this. It's just great. <laughs> One bag at a time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but if you want to check it out... Um, it is um, on display in Shenzhen Guangdong, China. Cool. So it is displayed there. So whenever um, you're able to uh, travel over, over the seas and want to check this out, go and check it out.
0: Building stuff with Legos is always cool. I remember going to a Lego, uh, Lego uh, presentation in a mall years and years and years ago, and somebody had taken Legos and built the space shuttle. Not just the shuttle, but the shuttle with the rockets and the trolley that carries it from the hangar to the launch pad. And the thing must have been like eight, nine feet tall and five feet wide, all built out of Legos. And there are some builds that you can find videos of on YouTube that are just insane. Oh, yeah. Like scale versions of Star Destroyers to Uh, Naval naval battleships that have sections that can take apart that are just huge massive builds and it's just Legos are awesome.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember uh, seeing the all the they did a uh, Over here in Virginia Beach Town Center. They had a exhibit where they had Legos It was for the 4th of July, so they had a lot of stuff from the signing and all the different buildings and everything. And also, in the Botanical Gardens, they had Lego sets of actual, like, creatures. You know, like, butterflies and dragonflies all scaled up, which was unique. Interesting. Oh, yeah. And article's on GameSpot. Cool. Credit to GameSpot.
0: Oh, wow. This was a wild, wild night. Completely off the rails and crazy. Yep. Went, um into a parallel universe
1: Uh, you disappeared i couldn't speak hey it is what happens when you have that vision
0: well hopefully you all enjoyed this and if you did please leave a comment below uh be sure to like and subscribe uh and hit the little bell notification to be notified when we release more videos as i said i've got a lot of videos coming out this week uh the rest of our mandalorian show reviews will be coming out this week uh the all the previous all of the previous episodes of challenge accepted and shadow watch leading up to friday where i believe uh planning up 4 p.m for shadow watch um and then at 7 p.m probably 3 p.m 6 p.m anyway shortly after that one i'll also be releasing the challenge accepted season three uh premiere uh, hopefully you guys can check that out before the live shows this Saturday 10 a.m. Eastern over on twitch studio for shuttle watch and 8 p.m. Eastern for uh, Challenge accepted uh, We will see how those things roll uh, Sunday uh, sun- Sundays was Sunday with Scoob uh, Morning show where I kind of paint some minis hang out and just kind of you know chat with the chat uh if you're a member of our discord and a certain level and level in patrons of the I believe the 15 dollars or more you can join the live chat where i open up discord voice channel with my moderators and all of my cast if they choose to jump in and we can sit there and chit chat as i'm working my way through painting a miniature um all those fun things if you enjoy the content like what you're seeing like what you're hearing Oh, cool. I got an... Aff- All right. Um, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Email just came in. Apparently, my application for affiliate through Podbean has been approved. So I can have an affiliate link with Podbean, which is where I host the audio versions of my podcast. So, yep. Scroll a moment out of the way. Where was I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about the things. If you like what you're seeing, like what you're hearing and want to keep... And want to support the studio so we can continue to improve our tech, maybe get a camera that doesn't die on me every so often, uh, <laughs> please consider going over to patreon.com slash scuba studio and joining uh patrons there you get early access to the videos like right now all the videos that are being released this week are up and available on patreon for you to watch as well as all the stuff in the past uh posts i've done i'm getting more more better about uh releasing uh info and content there also it helps to kind of keep the lights on keep things going and keep keep me here in the studio making things so yeah lots of fun there fun times oh yeah loads of fun times and i think i'm starting to run out of something to drink and run out of things to say and starting to babble and act kind of weird and loopy from because i'm sleep deprived yeah hopefully this is fun and not a complete waste of time and with that i uh, wish you all a wonderful night a wonderful week love each other stay safe and we will see you on our next video and don't go anywhere because i have a list a list dun dun I have a list of all my current patrons, Kaylee, Ben, Janie, S- Sven, Scott, Quillith, and Naomi. Thank you all for being patrons. Your support is really appreciated. Helps Thank keep the studio. You. If you want to get on this list, as I said before, go to patreon.com slash scuba studio and sign up to be a patron. And we will see you on our next stream. Good night, everybody. Peace.